legacy and not debt. Welcome to Affordable Final Expense, where we do all the shopping and you do all the saving. Hello, this is Michael Lucy from Leave a Legacy and Not Debt podcast and video channel and also a website. Yes, we have a new website, www.leavealegacynotdebt.com. Today, we are joined by, once again, Scott's wife out in beautiful Colorado and Tasha Riggs, also in Colorado, but I don't know the exact city. So that's actually a great point. It's a great point, great place for Tasha to introduce yourself. Tasha, who are you and what do you do? Where are you at? So I'm Tasha Riggs and my office is in Westminster, Colorado. I've been doing business here for about 10 years and I'm an open enrollment center for the state of Colorado. Great. Normally we do Scott second, but because I fumbled the city, with Tasha, I thought we'd do Tasha second. Scott Zweifel, who are you? What do you do and where are you at? I'm Scott Zweifel from uh, Loveland, Colorado with cheapestfinalexpense.com and leavealegacynotdebt.com. Specialized in final expense insurance. Great, thanks Scott and thanks Tasha. Uh, today we're gonna do things a little bit different. We're gonna let the Colorado, how do you say it? Coloradonians? Colorado, Coloradians. All right, Coloradians. Uh, they're going to kick it back and forth, and uh, Scott's going to be asking questions, and Tasha is going to give us a lot of valuable information about health care. Uh, before we get started, just a quick word about what Leave a Legacy Not That is all about. It's a community. It's a community that we talk about end of life planning and preparation, and behind the scenes, we say putting a little sex appeal into end of life planning and preparation. We don't really say that out loud too often, but that's what it is. We want to make the conversation about end of life planning and all the things that go along with it easy to talk about. This is your place that you can go ask questions, Scott, myself, Tasha, anyone else that's ever on. So with that being said, with that being said, Scott, the floor is yours. Thanks, Mike. So normally we do talk about some life insurance issues on this podcast and leaving a legacy property um, properly. While life insurance is important, um, healthcare is certainly equally as important when trying to plan and leave a legacy for your family, uh, which is why we brought Tasha on. She's a specialist in this area. As she said, she is an open enrollment specialist. She has an office for that. And so that's actually my first question, Tasha. What is open enrollment? Open enrollment is actually a time period of where you can take a look at all the plans that are offered, all the major medical plans in the state of Colorado, and pick a new plan for the next or the following year. Um, but the exchange itself, what happened when healthcare laws came down the pipeline about five years ago, the federal government created an exchange where everybody goes to that same website, and on that website are all the legal and legitimate and the real plans by law have to exist on these websites. Well, Connect for Health, which is Colorado State Exchange, they wanted their own, they wanted to run their own healthcare exchange. So Connect for Health Colorado got together. It's a web, it's simply just a web portal where everybody goes to buy real healthcare plans. And then if they put their financial information in it, they could get a discount or a tax credit to reduce the rate of their healthcare. And that is just for Colorado or does each state have that available? 
Each state has that available, but Colorado just wanted their own website. They didn't want to work with the federal exchange. Okay. And so each state has that option. And so when you mm-hmm. go to the federal site, you could, you, it's not, you're not, it's not certain what you, you could be getting some scammers. No, on the healthcare.gov, which is the federal exchange, if you hit Colorado, it will ship you oh, to Connect Health Colorado. Okay, very yeah. good. Thank no, you. what happens is people will get on the internet and they start searching health insurance and they'll look for Blue Cross or Cigna or key names they've heard before. Okay. But what happens, that's when they get sucked into the scammers because people are selling insurance and they say, yeah, we have Blue Cross Blue Shield. No, they have a discount plan that uses Blue Cross Blue Shield doctors. Oh. And people think they're actually buying healthcare. So the exchange is just a way to protect the client so they know that they're buying a real major medical plan, not a discount, indemnity, or anything else. It's a real major medical plan. Okay. So my next, the next part is kind of, I guess, two questions I'm going to roll into one here. So what sort of plans are available? And then what if people deem it unaffordable? So is this like traditional health insurance that you would get at a, if you work for a company? As in, yes. you have a deductible. It's, it's traditional major medical, yes. Okay. <clears throat> and so what if, so they're going to structure your rate based on financial information they put in? Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Is there a certain percentage mm-hmm. of the target for healthcare costs that per, based on your income or how do they figure that it's based on zip code, income, family size. It's kind of, it's, it's a very complicated mathematical formula that they use. So where somebody 30-year-old will not get the same tax credits as somebody 60-year-old. Somebody 60-year-old will get a lot more tax credit based on their income. Okay. And it's all based on who's on that tax tax report. And it's, and it's on page two, line item 38, it says modified adjusted gross income. And they're going to go by that. I see. And yeah, so here's what a lot of people think. They think Obamacare is actually health insurance. There is no Obamacare health insurance. It does not exist. There is no such thing. Obamacare is health care laws that major medical insurance companies have to abide by. So it's like a stop sign on the road. So if you're going to be a motor vehicle and you're going to go to the stop sign, you have to stop. Ah. That's Obamacare. There's no government insurance called Obamacare, and there's no separate private insurance called Blue Cross Blue Shield or Cigna. There, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Obamacare is laws that are placed on real major medical insurance companies, not the scammers, not the discount plans, not the indemnity plans, but real major medical. So once you get that it's not a healthcare plan, then you can kind of get, okay, the real major medicals are on these websites. I look at my adjusted gross income, I figure out who needs the health care and then the computer itself or the software will create the tax credit, which is the reduced rate that you can get. And you can apply it towards any plan, Kaiser, Blue Cross, Cigna, whoever's available in your county. Okay. That is good information. And a lot of things I didn't know, actually. So, um, so what are, as people get towards retirement age, and I wouldn't say we put a number on that anymore but in their late 50s and 60s what are what are some uh, things they need to be considering uh, when it's probably pretty expensive for a major medical depending on how you structure it um, and they're not able to get on Medicare yet how do you how do people navigate that 
again, they're just going to have to go through the exchange. The only place you can buy real major medical health care is through the exchange or through a group. <clears throat> um, it kind of depends. These people are living longer and healthier. So people 50, I'm 50, and I don't have any health issues, but I'm also ridiculously healthy. I like careful what I eat. I exercise, things like that. Um, so people really, when I see people turning 65, that's when Medicare ages. When they turn 65, they must go on Medicare. And I really don't see a lot of really sick people at 65. So, um, but that's when claims go up. If you look at the stats, claims start going up after 60. So again, it's so personalized. When I sit down with somebody, it's completely personalized depending, you know, somebody might be in the middle of a real life crisis and I'll choose something different for them versus the athlete that has nothing going on. I see. I would say pick with a, a specialist, like somebody like me through Connect for Health Colorado that will help you figure that out because medicines, doctors who you see, it's very complicated. Not one doctor might take Blue Cross and that doctor might not take any other plans in the exchange. And just because they take Blue Cross the Shield from your work doesn't mean they take it in the individual market. So it's very complicated. And so just by going out to the exchange, the average person is not going to be able to figure those stuff out, that, those things out. So how do you play uh-huh. the role of the advisor and independent agent in that, that process for them? If someone came and spoke with you. I call it my health insurance 101 class. People come to me and I educate them about, I ask them a ton of questions so I can get to understand their health needs. And then I educate them about what they qualify for, what their medicines look like, what the, you know, we, I put it all on the computer and we all just talk through and it's different for every single person. Every person is different. Mike has a question. Mike chime in with your question. It's probably a question that I should reserve for later, but it's at top of mind. And that question is, as you're talking about the relationship that you build with your clients and you ask them about their needs and their wants, and then you get to know them and make suggestions, I can only think of these crazy phone calls that we get all day, every day uh, from from the marketers. I, I don't know who they are or what they are, but I think it's very important that you said you build a relationship and you ask questions because I've been on the receiving end of these phone calls and I actually go through them just to see what they have to say. There's no relationship building at all. It's the, if they're not asking you, if you're, if someone's, cause I get 10, 20 calls a day about healthcare. Oh, buy our latest and greatest. we got 35% off our health. That is not health insurance. Period. End of story. They, they are discount plans, indemnity plans, they are not major medical real health care. They are a glorified discount plan at best. It's not health insurance. So unless they're asking you about your adjusted gross income and what's on your tax return, and they talk about tax credits, that is when you know you're dealing with a major medical real true blue health care plan. Otherwise, it's a scam. People were getting fined all the time because Obamacare laws created that if you didn't have plans, you're getting fined and people wouldn't know until the end of the tax year when they couldn't produce a 1095A form or they ended up in the hospital, ended up eating the whole bill. And if you read the fine print, it says this is not a major medical plan. And they'll say, we'll pay up to $6,000 on a hospital stay. Well, when Boulder Community is $26,000 and the average rest of Colorado is $16,000 a day, just to put your name on a door, that means one day in the hospital, they pay six and you pay 10 grand, regardless of their supposed deductible max out of pocket. They're a form of healthcare, like a discount plan, but they're not major medical. 
So all those calls that you get all day long, like I get all day long, those aren't health insurance providers. They're not, not real health care. Thank you. That was very helpful. I have a real quick question that might, what do you mean by an indemnity? Is that just a lump sum of cash that uh, would pay for a procedure? Well, indemnity, um, United Healthcare is a great indemnity plan and they will pay $6,000 of the bill. So the bill is being paid to the provider, the doctors and things like that. Okay. Aflac type policies or supplemental, which I am way more in favor of, pay you money tax free. Since your health insurance and the cost of it is based on your modified adjustable income, taxable income, if I, like when my daughter got a brain tumor, I got $20,000 in tax-free money. I didn't have to report it. And I got to use it to live, to pay my deductible, my max out of pocket. Because health insurance, if you think about it, doesn't insure you. It insures the doctors and hospitals get paid and they don't go bankrupt on your behalf. But it won't pay your mortgage. It won't put food on the table. So that's why you do the health insurance and the supplements to protect you. And of course, final expense so your family isn't... Um, you know, going to do a GoFundMe page to pay all the bills and for all the time work they have to miss to go take care of your final, you know, your final burial. So we call it the spaghetti dinner, the spaghetti dinner fund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that uh, that's that's good. Inf- that's great information. I think probably things many people are not aware of. So uh, uh-huh. I know. Without totally covering what Medicare Advantage and supplements are, what if they're past, if they're getting ready to go on Medicare, turning 65, what are some things that um, they can expect? Well, six months before they turn 65, they need to go to ssa.gov and sign up for their Social Security. And when they go there, they say, do you want to take Social Security now? Do you not? And once you put all your personal information in, the computer will tell you how much you can get Social Security if you take it now or if you wait. And then you ask, okay, do you want Medicare? You say yes. And if you'll get that little red, white, and blue card with your name on, it'll have a, and I'll have a start date, which is your birthday. So if you were born in April, your Medicare is going to start on the 1st of April. And regardless if your birthday is April 29th, it's going to start on April 1st. So six months before you can sign up for the red, white, and blue card, Three months before you can buy a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan, all the way up until the day you the day you turn 65. Okay. Now Medicare supplements, you don't get medically underwritten for six months, but after that, Medicare supplements are all medically underwritten. Sure. Medicare Advantages are guaranteed issue. Okay. Uh, I think that's a topic for another podcast. Now, do mm-hmm. you uh, do you sell? Do you do Medicare Advantage and supplements out of your office, though? Yeah. Okay. I do so, everything. Yes. Okay. Well, that'll be. I think that's a whole entirely different. 30, 20 to thirty minutes. So, uh, what's your thoughts on long-term care and how that affects people and what they need? We had a business owner last week who. Uh, out of Detroit, whose father was in the nursing home for so I, several years, and it cost them a lot of money. Uh, they did have some plan, but they did have some out of pocket. So, um, what's your thoughts on that and advice? Well, I also do long term care. Okay. And long term care has really changed in the last few years. Sure. And a lot of them are closing their doors, sadly. So, in Colorado, we have a partnership state. So if one of your married couples uses all the 
benefits out of a long-term care, the partner can buy their own without being underwritten, which is really nice. And it protects all the assets. Um, so they don't have to buy down, like you used to buy down to own $2,000 only in your bank account to get on a Medicare type long-term care, which you never want to do. That's terrible. Um, but here's what I'd say. There's a, if you can be medically underwritten still, I would do, I would build it around a life insurance chassis. I would get a life insurance policy that has a critical illness or a long-term care writer. And I would suggest at least four to six, on the low side, four to $6,000 a month in money that they can take out if the event were ever to happen, they need long-term care. Why that is, is that's four to $6,000 they can get a month that they can use for anything. So if they need to hire their sister or their brother to drive them somewhere, they can pay for that. If you're on long-term care, it's a reimbursement program. You got to send all the bills in, then they reimburse you up to whatever you bought on the policy. So sometimes you got to spend the money before you get the money. Where in life insurance, you get it and it's not tagged for anything. And like John Hancock and many of them that are great plans, by the way, but they will require that the money has to be spent on somebody that's background checked, certified, certified nurse. It can't be family that takes care of you. Yeah, I've seen that change since I was in early on when long-term care started. And the evolution, as claims continue to go up, it's almost it's going to be very difficult to insure from and be profitable as an insurance company. But then, so we're seeing the evolution of these new products built into a long, life right. insurance. Right, and on a life insurance, if they die, then they get the life insurance. But on a long-term care, if they die and don't need it, sure. where's the money exactly. go? Exactly. Bye-bye. Mike, I can tell Mike has some sort of question here. Go ahead, Mike. Um, so I just ran some cases through the Securian Secure Care IUL. Is that something you would recommend to me on the surface? Oh, it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of the hottest products right now. I absolutely love that product. And I just came back from Minnesota where we did a whole other training on it. But yes, because... With that critical illness writer, did, are you talking about that one too? You don't need to be long-term care certified because it's a critical illness writer. And then you don't just file all the forms around it and literally the people get the money. And they have a return of premium, so if they never use it, they get all the money back. And if they do die, most people die, they don't ask for the money back. All the money goes to their family or whoever the beneficiary is. It just doesn't disappear. That product's amazing. I love it because, like again, it's not... You don't have to be a certified nurse. They just get the money, and the family is in complete control of how they use that money. Yeah. How, how strictly do they underwrite that product? Well, morbidity it... for mortality. Um, <laughs> I mean, health-wise. They're underwriting. Minnesota Life, the way they underwrite, you get more proof through Minnesota Life than you do the other carriers. Okay. Uh, that's not, yeah, and so I told, I brought this up to Mike the other day. We, he was running that in front of me, and he ran a six-year benefit. What are you seeing like the average time that someone might be in a nursing home? Or do you structure it that way, or would you look at it? Uh, an average person is in a nursing home. Once they go on claims, they live on an average three to five years okay. before they pass. So you, it, everyone used to sell a lifetime benefit or a, you know, 10 years. The reality is no one's going to probably going to be in the nursing home that long or statistically. Whatever was it well, used for? Well, they're, they're living longer. 
Whatever that's wasn't used for long-term care is then still available as a death benefit, correct? Okay. Yeah, that's, true. that's correct. That's why I like it. It just doesn't disappear to nowhere land. That's good info too, uh, and uh, something everyone should be thinking about. As long what? as they can get medically underwritten. If you can't get medically underwritten, then you would look at long, you, you probably can't even look at long-term care at that point. You might have to go towards an annuity sure. and go that way. Okay. Okay, well, we're getting, we spent about 30 minutes with you, and I think that's about the time we would like to allow. Um, just a general, your general thought on if people want to leave a legacy, you know, we always talk about life insurance, but how do you think it's just important for health insurance as well to have some of these bases covered? Or have you had any examples where that, has devastated a family to the point of you have to have health insurance you got to have the health insurance to pay the medical bills you don't want all the med you don't want the medical bills to wipe out the family farm yep so the health insurance pays the medical bills minus the premium and max out of pocket supplemental which is like the aflac type policies where you get cancer you get a lump sum cash tax free that's really really important and then definitely death benefits. And some of these life insurance policies out there even have a critical illness rider. So okay. if they have a heart attack or a bad accident, they can get a percentage out of it too. So yeah, because if you if you just really, really think about how all this works, this health insurance doesn't insure you. It ensures the bills get paid. You need something that's also gonna pay the mortgage, the food, burial. Because people don't realize when somebody dies, it's not, you know, oh, just bury me in the backyard. It'll cost right. Six hundred bucks to cremate me. Yeah, but what about the person that has to take a week, two weeks to manage your affairs? My mom took a whole year to try to sell my uncle's farm, go back and empty his, and he was a hoarder. Like, oh my lord, you have no idea how long it took to just empty his place. Then to sell it, it was well over a year and all that time and effort. No, life insurance isn't just about the burial because the government will go after your next of kin and they will be responsible and it's not just burying you, it's all the time they have to take off the work to sure. manage your affairs. Sure. Mike, what do you? What else do you have? I, I just have an open-ended question, and it's um, seeing how the world's evolved since I was younger. Um, when I was 22, 23, 24, just getting out of college, I thought life was going to take care of life was going to take care of itself for me. But I, I see if for the next generation of 22, 23, 24 year olds. I think they have to accept more responsibility for the cost of living today, tomorrow, and well, well into the future. So open-ended question is, what would you recommend to a 25 year old professional that has some disposable income? What are some of the things they can do at age 25 today to prepare for the unpredictable tomorrow? I would do an IUL. I mean, as you know, I own the Orion product through Minnesota Life um, because it's it's you're putting money into What's a an life IUL? Can you define an IUL? What's that stand for? <laughs> IUL. Index Universal Life. Okay. Just so the listeners okay. know. Oh, got it. And so when I put money into my Index Universal Life or an IUL, I can't lose money. I have a zero floor. 
So all the money I'm putting in, I'm not really losing anything. And then a lot of IULs have a gain, like they can say 10, 15% gain on there. So you're putting money into an IUL and then when you need to use it, it could be college, it could be a home, and you're planning, I'm doing it to plan for my retirement. But I can take money out tax-free. I'm not being taxed on this money and I don't have to pay it back. So the IULs are a brilliant, brilliant way to save money for retirement and put it in a put it in a an investment where I can't lose money. And when I do pull money out, it's tax free and I don't have to pay it back if I don't want to. I have just got into the IUL game recently and I was the person that battled. Every time someone like you, Tasha, would explain it to me, I'd say, that's too good to be true. Can't be true. And the further you read into the products, whether you're in insurance or whether you're just a consumer that's curious, take a deeper dive, reach out to your local independent or reach out to Tasha, reach out to Scott and have them explain it to you because it's really not too good to be true. And a lot of the the walls and obstacles that I put up when I was learning it, they got tore down by the professionals. And it's the real deal. So everything Tasha said, I'm I'm all for. The only thing I would really do too is just, um, when you want to get down to the nitty gritty, make sure you look at the different companies and how they cost. insurance and there's a cost to the plan so make sure that when you're doing it because different companies do the fees differently and I, I'm I have a chart that shows the different companies and how the fees are paid out and um, th- there's a reason why I chose Orion because if you're mathematically smart you can see on an on an illustration there's a lot of fees up front but after five years there's no more fees so it's a better product where like Transamerica will do it over the whole life of the policy but in a long-term care that's actually going to or long-term situation that's going to cost more than oh. the more upfront from the first five years gotcha top three yeah. top three IULs go uh Minnesota Life Kaiser Permanente and Transamerica because their illustrations look great. Yeah, it's easy. It's easier to explain. That's good stuff. Uh, looks like maybe we better wrap it up and time-wise. Uh, my takeaway from this is, well, let's hear from Mike. So what's his takeaway real quick? I'll do my takeaway and we'll sign off. My, my takeaway is this. is it's Health care is an evolving dynamic game. And what, what it was 10 years ago is... <laughs> nothing even close to what it is today. What it was five years ago is not even close to what it is today and even two years ago. It's it's an ever-changing, evolving, dynamic game. And I think it's important every once in a while to get like a reality check, a tune-up, and listen to someone like Tasha uh, to to be current on the state of healthcare. That's my takeaway. That's a good takeaway and it's very complicated. My takeaway is you can poke around and learn a little bit on the internet, but uh, it comes down to you need to talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, that's why we brought Tasha on. She knows what she's talking about. This is her specialty. She's good, great at what she does, and uh, we are glad to have her expertise on. So, Tasha, if you want to give your last words and how lis- our listeners can reach you in Westminster, Colorado. 
Yes, my final words is always find that expert, somebody that you click with, somebody that you trust with, somebody that, um, just find the expert, we're free. You're free. All of our advice is free, so it doesn't cost you a dime just to listen and to hear what they have to say. It doesn't mean you have to sign anything. Just just pick somebody's brain for a little bit. But yeah, I'm in Westminster, Colorado. I'm at 12110 North Pecos Street, Suite 200 in Westminster. Um, and my direct line is 303-587-4521. But that's not to deter anyone outside of Colorado, right? If you're outside of Colorado. No, I do all states. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. I do all states. Yeah. Yep. And how do people get a hold of you in Michigan, Mike? Oh, the usual number, 734-288-8323. And you can text or call that number. And it's incredible how many people use text nowadays versus phone. So feel free to text or call anytime. Mm -hmm. And I'm about an hour north of Tasha in Loveland, Colorado. My phone number is 970-658-0047. Any questions, feel free to reach out to any of us. And thanks for listening. Done, Mikey.